0: episode 18 of the Yankees Chambers podcast with Matt Ledoux. I am Joey LaFranca. We are right after a nice sweep in Miami. Yankees, they have life. Matt, we have life. Look at how like just we're we're excited right now.
1: No, very excited. Uh, it's a new team. It's the new uh, New York Yankees. Uh, how are you doing, Joe?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I mean, just uh jumping right off here. Um, Anthony Rizzo, how can you not how can we not lead with um talking about him and everything that he has brought to this team in literally just three games? You want to talk about somebody who has hit in the clutch, who has gotten on base, who has worked counts, puts stress on pitchers, everything you can imagine, taking the ball the opposite way hit homers, everything you can imagine. And you would want, oh, and by the way, he can actually play a good first base too. Um, Just a remarkable addition for the Yankees. And, you know, you combine that with Joey Gallo, who definitely didn't have as good of a series in Miami. um, But, hey, we're talking about a sweep. And, you know, granted it was against the Marlins, but the Yankees have had trouble beating everybody. Um, So a sweep is a sweep and don't look now, but this is a very soft portion of the schedule coming up for the Yankees. And this is a, this is a spot now where the Yankees could definitely uh, pick up ground on some people um, and put themselves in a position to um, definitely get a spot in the postseason. And I don't have any problem saying either. I know you're coming out, we're coming off a sweep. I know it was only against Miami. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen, but I'm not putting it past them to make a run at this division too. Because if you look up at the standings, it's not that much of a separation right now.
1: Yeah, and with today's win, they'll make up ground on either Tampa or Boston. Seeing that those two are scoring off against one another, um, it's just it's a whole different it's a whole different feel. Um, like I was actually excited this weekend to watch the Yankees play, and I was excited today getting ready to watch them. Uh, to watch them play it's just it's got a different feel to it you tell there's a whole new different type of energy down on the field Um, as you said Anthony Rizzo you can't say enough about it and I was more excited about the Rizzo um, trade than I was Joey Gallo not just not anything against Joey Gallo but the Anthony Rizzo trade came out of nowhere he wasn't a name that Yankee fans I think we're really uh, maybe looking into. Um, but he's a great defender. We saw that I think was the thing where you just like to have the inning. Uh, and then you just put all that together with him getting clutch hits and him spraying the ball all over the field. Um, it, it's definitely nice to have him. Um, and I agree with you. You get another know, coming for the second part spot. Um spot. Everything we've seen so far with this, you know, with the new guys in, it seems like they definitely can make a run at it. But I also wouldn't put it past them uh, for the division because they've still got a lot of games left in Boston. They've still got games left with Toronto. They've still got games left with Tampa. And like you said, there's a soft portion of the schedule coming up. And I think if we look after the trade deadline, all the teams in the East, I think it's fair to say the Yankees are the team that really um, closed up a lot of their holes. They didn't have a lot of left, they didn't have any lefties. Now they now they do, uh, they fixed up you know their defense as they found one of the better um, defending first basemans. and then they got Joey Gallo who's an elite outfielder and can play really any position in the outfield. So I think the Yankees they got better at the deadline. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But next up is Baltimore, and then you have four against Seattle. So I mean, it's a pretty big home stand for them, and time for them to get well.
0: Yeah, and you look at also some of the other additions that they've made. I mean, Andrew Heaney, you have Rodriguez in the bullpen, you have Holmes in the bullpen as well. Um, it actually, I was just looking now, Andrew Heaney actually going to be the starting pitcher for tomorrow. So, you know, you look at all the additions the Yankees made, some of the subtractions the Yankees made. I think the only person that you actually are upset about losing um, from a, you know, a help the team now standpoint is is probably Luis sessa as crazy as that might sound because i mean i, I can't imagine many Yankees fans even recently would have thought that sessa would have been important but he was having a pretty good year um and you look at everything else that the yankees have right now i think this is a a really great chance for them to correct a lot of wrongs um now you can't slip up against baltimore um, in the past Baltimore has been one of those teams where if you kind of let your guard down a little bit they can hit um, pitching wise I don't think they you know I don't think they bring anything to the table that makes you go "Ooh, ah you know this is not going to be you know this is going to be tough for us but at the same time they're a professional baseball team and you know you can't when you play a team you can't look at the record so with that in mind you look at this series coming up against Baltimore you'd like to take all three I mean you've got you look at what you have going you have Heaney in game one you have Cole in game two and you have Tyone in game three and hey don't look now but Jamison Tyone is a totally different pitcher and he can really be a main contributor to this team um so definitely some exciting times for the Yankees right now as you look at the standings you know we're we're talking about this before Tampa and Boston are playing tonight but six and a half out you know um uh excuse me uh six in the loss column and you want to go wild card sure I mean you're a game behind the A's, and let's see where the A's are at right now. I don't, I don't even know if they – I can't even remember who they were playing today. Oh, they just started against the, the Angels today, so we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But my point being – the Yankees are in a position now that I don't know necessarily. Even a week ago, we would have thought they would have been. Actually, I know. I definitely know we weren't thinking this about a week ago um, when we were blowing another uh, lead to Boston at Fenway Park. So, really great times for the Yankees right now, and I and I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of good momentum right now.
1: Are you uh, are are you ready to be uh, take responsibility for being the main cause of Tyone turning his season around?
0: Yes. Yeah, you so, were on I mean, here
1: before the Seattle series, and you were like, yeah, no, he's. Uh, He's been terrible. And then that's the start of his drama.
0: I don't know if I I doubt that I was the motivating factor, but if that that was the case, then that's great. Um, But at the same time, I mean, I said this all along, and I'll stand by this point of my argument. When the Yankees are a team that is trying to contend for a World Series championship, it's not necessarily the greatest of ideas to take on a pitcher who is trying to quote unquote, as we heard so many times from him and others, find his way? Um, that's not usually a recipe for success. But now that he is actually kind of found something and he's kind of found a groove a little bit, it can we can reap the benefits of it. Still doesn't uh, you know still doesn't account for all the early season struggles and there were a lot of early season struggles. But at the same time, is if this is what if this is the Jamison Tyone that we get the rest of the way. It's very exciting.
1: Yeah, another guy turn turning starts uh is Jordan Montgomery, and that was the case today. His start did kind of get cut short due to the, uh, the uh, not having the designated hitter. But, again, it was another solid five innings, um, just, you know, the one run allowed. He seems like a guy that this year it takes him the first one or two innings to kind of figure out what he has going for him or what he's going to have working. And then he settles in. Um, but I really like what I've seen from on this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the thing with Montgomery is he, he's so, I mean, sometimes to a fault, emotionless. Um, and it's just, he's so calm on the mound though. And he provides that calming presence. He never really seems like he's lost. Um and today we saw that again, gets into a little trouble in the first inning, limits the damage, gets into a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning, you know, limits the damage, strands runners. That's what we want to see from him. I mean, we know we 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 100% know he's not going to power power the ball past anybody. We know that's not his game. We know it's more of a you know, a finesse, and he's pitching. He's truly actually pitching, and that's something that we don't actually see as much in baseball now. So I really like what Montgomery has brought to the table. Um, it's, it's terrifying, the lack of run support that he's gotten in a lot of these games. But at the same time, you have to look at one thing that I will say about him and his lack of run run support is there is something to be said about his struggles early on in games and that can get a team down um and that can have a lingering effect so you know i mean at the end of the day whatever happens in these first couple of innings the, his offense needs to pick him up pick him up a little bit his offense needs to give him some support but with all of that in mind i definitely think that you know moving forward he can continue to be a good piece in the starting rotation um and you want to talk about getting into the playoffs i think he can give you a start i i think you feel comfortable with that i think i think the main thing about montgomery is you know he's never going to like just completely blow up on the mound and in a playoff game specifically if he really like struggles in the first inning well then you have to like right away we know how playoffs work you know you gotta get you gotta get him out of there so i but if he gets through a first inning in a playoff and then he kind of can can continues to go through there then you see him as a really great asset. So I, I think he definitely, you know, he has secured a spot in this rotation. Um, he definitely seems like he's a guy that's respected within that clubhouse. And he's a guy who definitely you can tell, he never looks happy with himself. He never seems like he's satisfied. So, you know, that I respect that. And that's what you want. Like as a fan, you want somebody who like demands greatness out of themselves. And and that's what Montgomery strikes me as. And you know, with the combination of him and then we, we're hearing Kluber and Severino are potentially coming back in a couple of weeks. I mean, that's a lot of rejuvenation for a Yankees team that, I mean, only a week ago seemed dead.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Andrew Heaney earlier. He's obviously going to be starting tomorrow, but Domingo Herman. I think it was a little before the game, they announced he's going on the 10-day aisle, which is kind of a bummer because the last two starts, I think he was – um, I mean obviously the one in Boston he was great. And then yesterday I thought he you know he sent her around and he gave the Yankees a great chance to win the game, which they eventually did. Um, but I can see Domingo Herman as well as Severino when those two guys come back working out of the bullpen. Because um, I don't think a case in which the Yankees can ramp up Severino. Enough in time where you start, unless they won, kind of like in that role he had in 2019, where it was he's only going to go four or five innings, and then we're going to piece it together and by inning. Um, with Corey Kluber, I think like he's already pitched this year, and again going to have to build him back up. Um, but to an extent, it's not like this is a guy who didn't have spring training and didn't pitch at all. Um, So I definitely can see Kluber coming back and sticking right in the rotation. Um, and then I, I can see when Irvine and we back with them possibly working out bullpen. Do you think that Jameson Tyone is a guy that maybe ends up having to go to the bullpen at some point just because he didn't pitch a lot of innings, I mean any innings, the last two years. And I know he's kind of getting up there now.
0: Yeah, I think Tyone coming out of the bullpen down the stretch might be something that you see. But I also think that for Tyone... I, I don't. I don't know if his stuff necessarily. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe his stuff does play decently out of the bullpen. But I think with the role that he's on right now, and if that continues later on into the into the postseason, then I think you start him in a game if you need to, and then you know you kind of fill spots from there. But I don't know. I mean, if it seems like to a certain extent, we're actually talking about a bit of an embarrassment of riches in in terms of pitching, which is well, <laughs> sometimes within yes. the past things have worked out where we don't end up with an embarrassment of riches at the end, but at the same time, if that actually does become the case, well, I guess that's a good thing. Um, and especially you look at the white Sox bullpen and what they did at the trade deadline with some of those guys. I mean, you got Hendricks, you got Kimbrel, Now you have Kopech those, that's a pretty decent bullpen to say the least. And If the Yankees do that, but they use some of their starters that they've had throughout the year to kind of like form that same type of bullpen, I don't mind that. Um, And I think that's probably what the – probably that's what we have to look forward to moving forward. Um, So definitely – will be interesting to see what happens um, when it comes to, you know, later on in the postseason, but there's still a lot of room to go. I mean, right now, if the season ended today, we're not having to worry about a discussion about the Yankees being in the playoffs, but I think we both believe that there is going to be the case that this team is going to be in the playoffs. And I think, I think there are a lot of interesting narratives moving forward, but I mean, just ultimately this is a rejuvenation period for the Yankees. I mean, Anthony Rizzo has provided a huge boost Um, Joey Gallo has been uh, You know he got his first hit today I think that's a huge monkey off his back I think today it seemed like Yesterday not so much and the day before not so much Either because he was walking a little bit Today it actually looked a little bit like he was pressing at the plate um, And he was swinging at some pitches That he might not necessarily have swung at In other scenarios So I look at everything That this weekend was And it's just a bunch of positives Um, And Chapman and Britton look good too So All that in mind, I think it's a very positive weekend, and now we see what happens moving forward.
1: It's crazy how a week ago Yankee land was officially blowing it up and officially uh, planting their stake in the ground that we were making the playoffs. And, you know, now here we are, we're talking about this team legitimately having a shot at coming back and winning the division. And then the one thing I wanted to bring up real quick is it's funny how people go from disliking Cashman and how Cashman needs to be fired, to then how Cashman's a god. And I know Cashman was – they said Hal was considering going over the 210, which I don't really think he ever was considering. Um, It's amazing the team that he's been able to put together while staying under the $210 million threshold. Um, And I think while people sit and complain about – his lack of moves or, you know, the teams that he's built, I think it's impressive to sit and just look at the roster that he's been able to put together, basically trying to have to get creative, knowing that he can't go out and spend money on some of these guys that, like for a a Liam Hendricks, for example, like any, you know, he could have gone out and paid Liam Hendricks, you know, a rolled Chapman type money, but because of the threshold, he couldn't. So we had to get creative and that was a Lucas Lickie or banking on a Jonathan Loisica or a Luis Sessa. Um, and thankfully those guys worked out. So I just think, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Now that the deadline's passed, it's kind of, you know, it, I think people are sometimes hard on Cashman, whether it's warranted or not. Um, but what a good weekend for the Yankees. Uh, what a turnaround they've had. And now we head into the homestand got to, uh, Got to have these games. Got to have them.
0: Yeah, and as far as Cashman is concerned, I think to a certain extent, yes, you have to – people are giving him a a lot of flack for a lot of the way this team was constructed. And I think that's justified still in the sense of you look at the moves that were made, Cashman made up for what were probably some poor decisions. You know, you have to factor in he was working within a budget, which is crazy to think about, you know. Within the Yankees organization, they're not used to we're not used to the narrative at least of like being uh being held to a certain budget and a certain amount of money that can be used to build a roster. But at the same time, you definitely have to give him a lot of props for basically addressing his own mistakes in terms of the way he he built this roster by adding Rizzo and Gallo. And um, it's tough to gauge exactly how some of the additions of the pitchers, whether you want to talk about Holmes, Rodriguez, and Heaney. I don't know how those guys play out, you know, do they help them get to the postseason, do they actually find a role in, you know, in a post, do they find a postseason role, Um, things like that kind of play themselves out, you see what happens moving forward. Um, but with everything in mind, I, I think we're in a good spot right now. I liked what you said about, you know, you have to have these games this week. And that Seattle series, um, that four-game series after this, but it's, that's huge. a huge series. That's huge. an absolutely huge series. And I, and I think that, I don't know, every time the Yankees are at Yankee Stadium and you're talking about August and September baseball, I know they haven't necessarily had the home advantage um, to this point that they usually are kind of used to, the home success that they, they're used to. But I think now with the combination of the team being rejuvenated, I think that's going to rejuvenate the fan base a little bit. That's going to lead to more people in the seats. And I don't know, a lot of time has passed between the last time the Yankees were at Yankee Stadium, a lot has changed. And now moving forward, I think that's a huge draw. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation out on the podcast about why would anybody want to spend money to go to these games? I mean, why would you want to actually spend money to go watch this team? But I think now there's a lot of incentives to to you know you know putting some money down to go watch this team play. So hopefully that is going to be the case, and you're going to be going this week, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going Tuesday night, so should be should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that should be awesome, and you'll get to see Garrett Cole pitch.
1: Yeah, I have keep you saying, seen have
0: you seen Garrett Cole pitch in person yet?
1: Yeah, I saw him I, when I went with my mom in – maybe middle of May against oh, okay. the White Sox he pitched. Okay. I'm, I was one of those people that were saying, I'm done spending money on this. I'm going to watch this team play. <laughs> and then I find myself going down the rabbit hole on the ticket apps and I'm seeing how cheap the tickets are. And I'm like, well. <laughs>
0: it's... Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be funny to see how quickly those tickets don't become cheap anymore.
1: Yeah. It'll be back to people complaining that Yankee stadium is too expensive.
0: The secondary and tertiary markets are going to be exploding with the Yankees tickets. Lots of money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lots of money going.
0: But yeah, we just wanted to, you know, kind of wrap up this, uh, kind of wrap up the weekend with a little episode, talk about a couple of different things. I think the trade deadline was exciting. Um, I think, out of, by the way, and I wanted to mention this, I think of all the AL East teams, the Yankees won the trade deadline. Um, I know the Rays got Cruz. I know the Red Sox got Schwarber. I know the Red Sox got a couple of different, you know, other reinforcements. But, and but, I don't they know. They wanted Bouges, Rizzo, though. Yes, exactly. So, I think so it's a plus-plus in that in The that Schwarber
1: case. move, to me, just seemed like them saying we have to almost – like and don't get me wrong, Schwarber's a great bat, and that makes that lineup even better. But the Schwarber move, in my opinion, was almost like Bloom saying, well, we have to do something.
0: Yes. So. Yes. And Jose Barreos going to um, the Blue Jays, I think that's a really nice move for them. Um, Brad Brad, yeah. Brad Hand as well. Um going going to the blue jays and being in that bullpen. I just I don't know I, I think that that's a I, I love their hitting. I mean their their offense is tremendous. but when you trade for pitchers specifically, the one downside is they can only help you once every five days at the at the most usually. and on top of that too, when you make a tr- when you make a move at the trade deadline, you're pretty much pinning yourself into you know what? 15 starts at the most not even you know so with that I shouldn't even say 15 15 is outrageous probably more like 12 to 13 um so with all that in mind I I it's a good move for them at with what they added but I definitely would say that the Yankees I would on and I I know the Rays got Nelson Cruz too I think that's a huge bat for them but in terms of my rankings of how the trade deadline went I go Yankees won it, Blue Jays second, Rays third, Red Sox fourth, and Orioles, well, they're the Orioles. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the Orioles, you know, technically speaking, maybe the Orioles had a good – maybe they had a good uh, trade deadline. We won't know. In terms of success for this year, the Orioles do not really factor into how the trade deadline went for them.
1: And then the Dodgers, just with the ultimate power move, just winning the deadline.
0: Yeah, that that whole thing – is frustrating in the sense of it's just when you have like some big name i mean it's just by default oh they're gonna go to the dodgers and then, i mean we're talking we, we thought that you know okay max scherzer would go somewhere maybe if it was a really good package the nationals would trade turner in a separate deal but no they go in a, in a package deal to uh the dodgers and you know i think the dodgers now two things have happened one they're like who's trevor bauer who cares and second of all, now they're like, oh, my goodness. Now we have Trey, Trey Turner. We have Max Scherzer. Seeger's coming back. Um, just a bunch of bets is coming back. I mean, this is, this is good. That team is – Challengers
1: barely played.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that, that team is going to be absolutely filthy moving forward. But I will say this about baseball and stars. Speaking from a Yankees fan's perspective, in the past, that doesn't always work. Gives you a good chance gives you a lot of hope but they gotta yeah. actually prove it so yeah i always i always say like okay yeah that looks that's great you know good good job by the dodgers getting all those guys but you gotta make it work um it's yeah it's not like the nba it's not it's not like it's not like even i don't know i feel like in in terms of when I, out of the four major sports I feel like when you get a bunch of stars, I think basketball is the one where that that whole concept works the best. Um,
1: obviously, all your Brooklyn Nets.
0: Yeah, when you don't when you don't include injuries and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see what happens moving forward. But good weekend for the Yankees. Big week coming up. Big stre- just big stretch coming up. Big two months coming up. You know this is big. So we'll see how things go down the stretch. But anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, you can find this podcast on yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and whatever other spots that I named in episode 16 <laughs> that I don't remember off the top of my head. That's,
0: that's perfect. Well, I, I'm glad we could touch base, kind of wrap things up a little bit, and go ahead and sign us off, Matt.
1: All right. It's been fun talking with you, Joe. But for now, we're actually in the Yankee Chambers.